0: Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org and stay motivated leaders, stay motivated. Hello, everyone. I am Corey Andrew Powell, and this is the Motivational Mondays podcast. Today on our podcast, we have the privilege of speaking with Alicia Yoon, a renowned skincare expert and founder of the popular brand Peach & Lily, which I will say I have the products right there behind me. And with over 20 years of experience in the beauty industry, Alicia has become a leading authority on Korean uh, Korean skincare techniques and product formulations. Her passion for skincare is contagious, and her expertise has earned her a devoted following of worldwide fans. Alicia, welcome to Motivation on Mondays.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yes, well,
0: you're very welcome and I'm happy you're here too. Now, I don't typically like shout out products, you know, when I have guests on because, you know, I don't want people to think that that's what we're doing because we don't do that. But I have to just begin by telling you I'm sort of obsessed (laughs) with the Peach and Lily Glass Skin Refining Serum.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Yes. mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm wearing it right now. I'm just going to let you know. Um, Oh,
1: your skin is glowing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And I want to talk about that because the glass, uh, I guess glass facial technique is something that is your signature, very unique, very different. And it's, it's a bit, this product is a bit of an extension of that. So I want just to first ask you about what is the glass, uh, the glass facial technique that got you so uh, famous for doing this?
1: Yeah. So just taking a step back. So I have severe eczema and I grew up with like visible rashes my whole life. And I was so fed up with it. And I went to esthetician school, you know, 20 something years ago in Korea. I grew up both in Korea and New York just to figure out what to do about my own skin. It was just really not even thinking this master plan this is going to be my career it was really just for myself and it took a few years after that to really study i mean back then there was no internet so it's going to the stacks in the library and reading clinical studies and hands on trial all of that to figure out how to transform my skin after a few years eventually i was able to and really you know that skin transformation came from holistically treating skin through a number of different pillars, right? So first and foremost, skin hydration is life for skin and for health. And it's so important to keep skin super, super well hydrated. Our skin also faces a lot of internal and external stressors every day. So everything from Stress to pollution to you name it. And so having a lot of antioxidants that are going to fight that, the signs of damage and stay ahead of that curve, right? Antioxidants are great for us, both in our diet and also what we use topically, soothing mm-hmm. ingredients, things that really help to even out your skin tone, combat the dark spots, also things that really help to boost collagen and elastin production because, you know, our skin, that just all slows down as we get older. So, Needless to say, when it comes to skincare, it can all sound very confusing, right? And so when I started first doing facials, I was really focused on approaching skin holistically, right? So so many people come in and say, I have fine lines or I have sun damage or I have acne or, you know, I just have loss of firmness. I want to tackle that particular issue, but so much of skin health is all about How is your skin doing overall, right? When you Mm -hmm. get your skin overall healthy, some of those concerns actually get alleviated Mm -hmm. and you may actually realize, Oh, actually, you know, I can still do those targeted treatments, but it's not as intensive as I thought it needed to be. Right. And so. The glass skin facials that I do, it's all about getting your skin holistically to a great place. And the glass skin refining serum, when we created this product and launched it five years ago, it was so funny because the term glass skin was not a thing then. Now there's over a billion hashtags on social media about it. And when I thought... I wanted to create this universal serum that was easy for people to use all skin types, all skin tones, no matter where you are in your skin journey. It's not going to irritate skin. It's just going to give you that holistic, healthy skin, skin that just looks and feels at its healthiest. Right. And for me, when I think about skin that looks like that, it is you have this luminosity, smoothness and clarity, like glass that comes through. Right. Even if you have breakouts, you can have that glass skin from within. Conversely, Mm -hmm. you can have clear skin, but if your skin is dull, dehydrated and lifeless, you're not going to have that glass skin glow. And so naming the product, the glass skin refining serum at the time when that was not a term, uh, that was like commonly used at all whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I was so nervous that people were going to think, oh my gosh, is my face going to turn to glass? Like fragile and break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
0: was little, I didn't really know either. That's why I was like, I have to ask her about what does that actually mean? But, <laughs> um, but, but as I've used this product, I, I understand what it means. I mean, there is this really interesting sort of like, I would say it's like a healthy sheen that yeah. it leaves on the skin, but it's not sticky. It's not oily. Uh, it's, it's pretty fascinating. So like I said, I didn't want to like, you know, do a whole promo. <laughs> But I have to call it out because, you know, your team were, they were kind enough to send over some samples. And I was like, whoa, that is really, really amazing. And so, um, porcelain skin was always a term, but not glass skin, right?
1: Exactly. And then it just went completely viral. I think that term resonated with people because when you have that healthy skin after a facial, you're like, there is that. Glassy look from all the hydration from within that luminosity. And so it was sold out, I think like over 12 times now. There was this huge wait list. It was, it just went so viral. And you know, it just really was such a exciting moment for our whole team because we did not cut any corners at all in making this formulation. It took years. And, you know, it really, the formula is so high quality. It should be priced well over $100. We did everything in the supply chain to get it down to $39. Wow. And so, yeah, it was just so exciting to see this movement of healthy skin take off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And people don't realize, I mean, I've worked in um department stores, many of them, and the cosmetics counters, I mean, when you see the prices of some of those cosmetics brands, you know, it is really astounding to me that you were able to do what you did. And it wasn't so much just like on a whim, because clearly you can't sustain a brand unless the products are actually quality. I and mean, you may get the initial brands, but to sell out like 12 times or, you know, that means you actually did do the work. You took your time, which is in a, really, that's a really important leadership lesson that we always stress, you know, not to rush to be the first one there, but to be the, the quality best one if you can be there. And that, that's, yeah, that goes a long way that. with what you've done. Yeah, thank you. I and mean, that's what we really believe. And I believe you you encapsulate that as well.
1: Yeah, we always say the formulas are crafted with zero compromises. And whenever, you know, as being an entrepreneur, there are certain things that, yes, you want to go 80-20, you want to move quickly, you want to make decisions, but there are certain things that you absolutely just cannot compromise on whether it's your product quality or maintaining the right culture in your company, you know, there's just certain things that it's a slippery slope and you just cannot compromise.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The right team, the right people around you, that's, that goes a long way and that translates to life as well, right? Like-minded people who support a similar vision and that way you all can commit to this brand mission that you originally thought of. And I was wondering too, like when it comes to your cultural background, what are some of the, things that you can share that were maybe prominent in Korean skincare, for example, but but did not exist in American skincare. And then you included them and they became almost like your your secret sauce.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is a fun question because (laughs) (laughs) let me just tell you, when you are growing up in Korea where, you know, my parents are you know, born and raised in Korea. I was born in Korea, came here when I was a baby and moved back when I was 12. Mm. And, you know, that beauty culture in Korea is very specific and special. So, you know, when you're a toddler, you're growing up and your parents teach you how to brush your teeth. Well, my parents also taught me how to apply moisturizer on Mm -hmm. my skin when I was three and also how to wear SPF because skincare is not seen as a beauty thing or like a vanity thing, it is seen as a part of self-care, a part of taking care of your health. Skin is really treated as the largest organ in your body. And the way that you would approach nutrition, brushing your teeth, like it's just ingrained in you. And so, you know, when I was growing up in the States and I was a little girl, you know, going to the beach with all my friends, you know, my mom is chasing me down with that SPF. (laughs) Right. Reapplying, you know, all the time. And You know, she's like, This is your health. And I'm like, no one else is right. She's like, I don't care what anyone else is doing. This Mm. is how we're doing things. A lot of people don't actually realize that, you know, the Korean skincare manufacturers is actually the number one in the entire world in terms of how much volume that they're doing. They surpassed, I believe, intercost based in Italy. And so a lot of brands non-Korean brands, like huge conglomerates, like global beauty brands, go to Korea to either get ingredients, formulations, or just to make their products there. Mm. And sometimes it's not always clear because if you take that formula, but you fill it somewhere else, you can still say made in Paris, made in the USA. Mm. But Korea is the number one in Mm. terms of you know, exporting and the, the number of, uh, yeah, just like being the number one in terms of making it for global clients right now. And so when you think about why is Korea so ahead in terms of innovation, I always say that an industry is only as demanding as your consumers mm. are, or only as competitive as your consumers are demanding. So you have this culture of consumers who are very, very specific about their skincare, right? They're like, okay, I want all of the upsides and I know all the ingredients. They all sound like PhDs and like cosmetic chemistry. Okay. Like mm-hmm. when you read like Korean skincare bulletin and forums where just regular people are writing about their reviews and thoughts, it's not like, oh, this kind of work world. They're like, well, this product has 2% niacinamide. This one has 5%. This one is a dollar more expensive, but they use higher quality. It's like it. they break it down. And so... You know, that kind of culture leads to so much innovation. So some of the really exciting innovations coming out of Korea are things like BB cream back in the day, cushion compact, actually fiber mascara, huge in Korea as well. A oh. lot of like lash related extensions, sheet mask, essences, which is a category in skincare that wasn't really popular here, but it's like something you use right after you wash your face or right after you use toner that just super hydrates skin. It's just like, Looks like water almost, but it actually has Mm. so many humectants. So you're packing in hydration from within, you know, ampules, like really, really concentrated serums, um, cocktailing serums together. I mean, the list goes on. And now excitingly, it's a lot of formulas that are incredibly clean for skin and earth. There's so much innovation happening in Korea for first a very long time now. A lot of progress in terms of thinking about sustainability and bringing biotechnology into the skincare space. So the list really goes on and a lot of ingredients that are not commonly used here with thousands of years of time-tested studies around Korean herbal medicine that's used Mm -hmm. in skincare. So yeah, it's a very exciting scene.
0: It reminds me a bit of, um, I had a guest on named Ritu Basin and she is a woman who has, um, a, a career as an advocate for self-care and also she has a, an Indian background. Her, her family's from, uh, they're, uh, from the Sikh, the Sikh culture. I think she, she told me to pronounce it as Sikh, not Sikh. So they are Sikhs. And, um, she talked about yoga, for example. For self care and wellness. And she was made a very similar reference where it's an 8,000 year old practice. She said, you know, please do not get that confused with like $200 yoga pants. Um, (laughs) you know, and a yoga mat under your arm with a latte going to class. Like that's not, there's a, there's a whole background for thousands of years of where that's anchored. And you just gave a very similar explanation about some of those ingredients that are not normal in other cultures, but they have the science and the, the years behind them culturally. I was wondering about one product in particular, snail. Yes. So is that one of those things that is like, because there's an ingredient in there that I'm like, I never saw that before. <laughs> I, I actually was wearing it and uh, my producer, Christine was like, you know what's in that, right? I was like, no. She goes, the name didn't give you a clue. <laughs> and
1: I was like, <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. So talk about that particular ingredient.
1: Yeah. So snail mucin is not something that is thousands of years old, but it's actually decades old in Korea now and super beloved. So snail music, we actually have a sister brand called peach slices. We have an award winning very TikTok viral line called the snail rescue collection, and there's snail mucin in there. So we are leaping bunny certified, no snails are harmed, but basically snail mucin. So it's not the actual snail itself, but it's like the secretion that's left behind after they've gone their, their path. And that secretion is gathered and filtrated and purified. And what's really interesting is when studies are done on the chemical composition of the snail mucin, there's compositions in there that are like hyaluronic acid, glycolic acid, very anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, etc. Because it's so protective of the snail. So long story short, it hydrates. It actually helps to visibly brighten the appearance of dark spots and helps to revive skin and has sort of these like preventative benefits for accelerated signs of aging. But also helps a lot of people keep breakouts at bay. So it's sort of like. How vitamin C is this multitasking ingredient. Snail mucin is really beloved because there's so many benefits, but at the same time, your skin easily understands the ingredient and doesn't react to it. And it's like, mm. doesn't break you out. It's lightweight. It's hydrating. So so many people can use it without, you know, seeing like breakouts and irritation, et cetera, but all of these beautiful benefits. So it's just become this mainstay ingredient in Korean skincare for decades now. And our snail rescue collection, for example, is, you know, we have it in all stores in Ulta Beauty, as well as at Walmart, on Amazon, on our website. And it just does really well because the word of mouth when people are like, these are the results I'm seeing with it. You know, it's it's just been phenomenal to see that.
0: Yeah. And I think what's good about it too is a lot of men don't really know how to shop for skincare. It's overwhelming to women, let alone men who really don't have much often a reference for it. So what I love about these products too is that they're not overly fragrant, which would, a lot of men would not be able to, or, or I don't even know they're fragrant at all in most cases. I mean, the ones I have have no scent, which I think is really great. It's very universal. It's not, it can, it can neither offend nor You know, people can't be put off by the aroma if there is no aroma. So was that a conscious decision as well to sort of like in this massive sea of cosmetics and beauty to make it a bit more universal in that regard that could be used by both?
1: Yes. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that was a very, very specific decision. So the reason we don't include fragrance, not just because scents can be polarizing. Some people can think something smells great and another person could be right there being like, I don't know, that's too much for me. But in addition to that, you know, people don't always realize that when you see that little word on the ingredient list that says fragrance, perfume, natural aroma, whatever it is, that's the one time where you actually don't even need to disclose what's part of that fragrance because the FDA says that's proprietary to you. But within fragrance could be hidden things that are harmful to your skin and can be very um, irritating to your skin. And so fragrance by nature is a volatile compound. That's how we like smell it. And so given that we wanted our lines to be incredibly, first of all, they just have to work, but they also can't be like you take five steps forward with your skin, but you take four steps back because your skin got irritated. So fragrance is one of those things that actually can really be irritating to some people. And so We just decided we are not going to include fragrance. So you'll actually never see fragrance on our products. The only exception is if we do a limited edition, like fun lip balm or something like that. But in our skincare, you're just not going to see fragrance. And so it was to be inclusive of all people, wherever they are in their skincare journey and however their skin sensitivity levels are.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's really universal for everybody. And, um, on a global scale, which is why you have a worldwide audience at this point with these products. It reminds me of the term natural that it, someone shared with me years ago about food. It was very similar. Like you mentioned the FDA, uh, natural flavors. Once I Googled that, it was terrifying. <laughs> so I was like, really? Because, you know, the word natural, we obviously assume, oh, this is great. This is good for me. But um, I'm glad you point that out. So, because I think Much like what you brought up about Korea, it's a consumer market where the consumers are very informed. And that's the difference between why here it's kind of more of a topical beauty industry where in your country or your, you know, your native country, it's more of an actual medicinal clinical approach to it because the consumer is more informed on overall
1: Yeah. And in general for peach and elite and peach slices, we really, really make transparency and education at the center of all that we do for consumers, because we want to really empower people on that information they need to care for their skin, which is an organ in your body and a window into like what else is going on in you, but also transparency. Like you can't educate if you're kind of You know, saying things sideways, meaning one thing and saying another, or not disclosing really important information. So that transparency is super important, and you know that's something we really believe in.
0: Mm. You know, when it comes to how we just approached, I guess the beauty industry in in Korea being more, as we just said, clinical. There is a component too where self care is something that I think is universal, no matter what your reasonings are. Uh, or what your understanding of the beauty industry might be, self-care, I know, is something that you say is a very important part of overall wellness. And so in your opinion, how does uh, how does skincare fit into self-care for overall wellness?
1: Yeah, in Korea and also, you know, with our community base here, it's such a key part of that. And you know what's interesting is people make skincare their own thing. So even in Korea, they're First and foremost, efficacious products is, is king of all. But, you know, there's this fun side of things. There's this sensorially delightful side of things. And so with our products, you know, what we think about is how is someone going to bring this into their self care routine? Right. And so first and foremost, it needs to work because you're not just doing it to Feel kind of good and have a meditative experience, but you're not seeing any transformation in your skin. So mm. that clinical efficacy is number one. But as someone who does facials, I also know that if it's not delightful to put on, like everything from scent to texture, like if it pills, like it eraser crumbs on your face or, you know, you put makeup on after and everything is slip sliding or, you know, you're going bare face, but all of a sudden it starts to sting, whatever the cases that sensorially delightful experience is so important. Mm. So number one, must be clinically effective. Number two, must be safe for skin and earth. But number three, people have to delight in using it. And so we really take great care to ensure that the experience, like even when you're just massaging a moisturizer onto your face, yes, it's going to transform your skin, but you're also like this is kind of an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. So then people can incorporate that into their self-care however they will. So some people will make it a 15-minute nightly ritual where they are really getting into their headspace. Other people are like, I am busy. I am doing this in my car. Whatever the case is, it's just nice to use. And so Mm -hmm. we always you know, talk about different aspects of self-care, but we also just make products so that people can easily integrate into whatever self-care looks like for them. Because the key yeah. is consistency. You want to be consistent with your skincare.
0: Yeah. Many people, they stop after a couple of days or they don't really go the full gamut to see the difference. And they'll say, oh, this didn't work. It's like, well, you used it for three days. So you have to kind of hang in there a little, <laughs> a little bit longer with a routine
1: brushing your teeth. You got to just mm-hmm. keep it up, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up texture too. Cause again, me harping on this product that I mentioned, it feels like I'm doing something really luxurious when I put oh, it on. Those I'm few so seconds, happy to hear
1: that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I really mean it. Like those few, the texture and you, you brought up the sensory of, of, of products uh, that makes all the difference in the world because I have tons of lotions and, and, you know, moisturizers that I can put on uh, from major brands. But there's something specific about that, that it felt high end and it had a texture that was like very luxurious on the face. And I was like, OK, this is really, really, really cute.
1: Oh, <laughs> so I really amazing. I really it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Now, I do want to ask you, too, about uh, as an entrepreneur, well, how did you come up with the name Peach and Lily? Like, what does that represent for you?
1: Yeah, I really wanted to nod back to the Korean heritage without being like KoreanBeauty.com. And peaches and lilies are motifs that come up in uh Korean artwork a lot throughout Korean culture. But also for me, with my own personal experience, seeing my skin go from rashy, bleeding, visibly painful and inflamed... To really evolving, there's this transformative nature of skin. Skin is a lot, like there's this journey and I wanted to capture these things that evolve, that have a life cycle, that, you know, blossom and bloom and there's this dynamic element to it while it also is just this inherent beauty just as peaches and lilies are, but each one is different, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a diversity there because I mean, they're two. those are two very different f- beings or, if you will, things, right? And so it, it encompasses, then the name encompasses that it's kind of for everyone, even polar opposite skin types, perhaps,
1: right? And wherever you are in your life stage... Mm-hmm.
0: And how about as a, an entrepreneur, not just an entrepreneur, but perhaps as a woman entrepreneur or a woman entrepreneur who has a diverse ethnicity or, or who's in the intersectionality of two different cultures. I mean, all those things, I think also play a part in how you structure your business and how you move forward with your business, I would imagine. So what were some challenges, uh, you had considering all those different things to, to, to build into your, your business?
1: Oh, being A, you know, woman being an entrepreneur, being a person of color. I mean, like the list goes on (laughs) and it's hard to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, was it because I was a woman? But you know, there were a lot of challenges. Like, you know, even for fundraising, there was a time when I walked into this room and the partner who was running the fund, He literally, I mean, I went with my husband, who's also my business partner at this point, he joined, I somehow convinced him year, (laughs) year four or five of the business. He was about to start his own business. And I was like, wait, wait, maybe you can help me for like a month. And that (laughs) turned into seven years of working together. That's
0: great.
1: And, (laughs) And it's been an amazing journey together, but you know, he is... A white male. And so we were in this and I am the CEO. He is the president and I founded the company. And yet, and it's about Korean skincare. And yet during this conversation, this partner of this fund literally was asking me questions, but could not make eye contact with me even once for two hours. I mean, I had, I felt so disrespected. I mean, we Mm -hmm. literally left and my husband was the first one to be like, that was. Absolutely outrageous. I mean, we never gave that fund a call back, but right, you know, right. a lot of different things like that. That was more blatant, but there's like subtle things. I walk, once walked into a warehouse, a third party logistics company that we used to work with, and they just weren't meeting service level agreements that we had in place so that our customers get the best service. And we actually were one of their largest accounts. And I found out that smaller accounts were getting serviced with more priority. And I just had a, you know, be completely straight up. Like if our service level agreements are not being met, we are leaving, you know, in two weeks, like we just like, you know, so there's just like a lot of different conversations like that. And a lot of, you know, as, as things, and it's so funny because before I started teaching the Lee, I just didn't realize how intense those things could be as obstacles. Mm. I think, I just, I don't know. I think maybe I was more naive about it or I wasn't in situations where I was confronting that as head on. And I, you know, of course I faced that before, but not in such existential ways for the business that really affected me. And I had to do a few things. Like number one, I really needed to create this shield around me to say, first of all, I'm not internalizing any of this, right? Because the minute that affects my self belief, then that's a problem. So I started just being like, no, like that is that person's problem. Like it has nothing to do with if I'm a good entrepreneur, what our company deserves, et cetera. And then I really spoke up a lot more than I ever had in my whole life because I was like, Wonderful, yeah, these biases. I need to stand up and speak up and be really loud about it because it's for me, it's for the next person, and you know, it it might get a little uncomfortable in here, but we need to talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> and so, no, so true, yeah, so true.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Alicia Yoon, renowned skincare expert and popular brand owner and founder, Peach and Lily. And we appreciate you being here today on Motivational Mondays. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.